Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week, I'm very happy to be sitting down with old friends of mine, Dabs and Myla. How you going, guys? Great. Great. Yeah. How thanks. are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. It's good to have you in town. It's great thanks. to see you. Yeah, thanks. It's been a while. It has. Yeah. It's well, been too long, actually. It has. It has, what, 2012? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Like the... The middle or the start of 2012? Uh, it would have been the middle. Oh, yeah, it was, it was like it was, May. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I remember yeah, I exactly remember. what yeah. it was. It was summer, summer in the north. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good to, uh, good to have you in town. You're here for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We try to come back at Christmas as often as we can. It's like a good time to come back because everyone's on vacation. It's summer. It means that, like, a lot of people anyway have, like, extended time off over that New Year's and Christmas break, so it's, like, easy to catch up with people. And then we can see all our family at one place, like, on Christmas Day. It's, like, a good place to, like, see a bunch of family all at one time. Yeah. Everyone's wrapped everything up for the year. And exactly. And more yeah. free time. And it's also quiet in Los Angeles, so it's, like, a good time for us to be, to take a vacation from there as well. Yeah. Or even a holiday, some may say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could say holiday. No, I'm just joking. Well, it's a holidays, isn't it's it? It's a holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you guys are originally met at art school, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met in 2003 when we were studying illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we... It wasn't until... No. 2004 we 2004. met. And then it wasn't until the following year at the end of... End of 2005 when we um, fell in love mm-hmm. and then we started working together pretty much then, but not exclusively. We just we were still doing our own work then and then we took us like a year or two to start exclusively just working together. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember when you two first started, you had like, um, you know, you had your own styles and yeah. you sort of collaborated on the on, on artworks. But exactly. now it's like you've got your... Your overall blanket style, or these like dabs and Myla? Yeah. And it's like, do you so do you guys um have elements that one paints and the other one paints certain elements and then you put put them together or yeah. or do you can you both do both of them? Mostly, we draw different elements. I would say, and then we we can both paint everything pretty mm. much. Like there's a few things where one of us, like I might say to him can you paint this because he's got better techniques of painting certain things and then I don't really paint circles that great so I just don't like I can paint a circle yeah but she just paints better circles so why would I paint an inferior circle I just leave them yeah and she'll do a better you know and so there's certain things like that I think when we first started working together obviously over time the gap there was like when we first started collaborating together there was a harsh like a more firm line I think in between what I did and what and what you did but then over time like a I think it's kind of like a relationship like when some, when two people start a relationship they're like they're like a certain there's a distance between them and then the longer they're in that relationship the closer they become and that's when like people do shit like finishing each other's sentence or, you know, people feel like they're closer, you know, closer to each other and like more becoming one person. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing in, in the way that we collab, you know, like in what we do. And so when we first started, I feel like there was a, a more defined line like you're doing this and I'm doing this. And then every year that we keep working together, that line 
like we're getting closer and closer and then it just feels like in the last couple of years we really I feel like since we started working together how long has it been like 10 years mm-hmm. for a long time we were like creating things together but we we're working towards a point working towards this point and that is where we are becoming more like one you know yeah. and, I, and I think that our work in the last couple of years like really improved and I think that that is based on the fact that we are like as close as what we you know like I don't know how to say it I know what you mean you it's know like, what I'm saying it's like you walk like I, I find that even with Claire like we walk outside and we're like shit we're dressed the same yeah you know, it's like yeah. all that type of stuff and like I've taken on a lot more of her interests in, uh-huh. as part of my life mm-hmm. and vice versa you know yeah. like she you know, paints now and all this type of stuff yeah I love that That's whereas awesome. I'm doing all the hippie stuff do you do too. yoga I do. I haven't. I've done it every day for years now. Really? You, know? you love yeah. it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I find if I um, I find I'm walking around like a seized up robot if mm-hmm. I um if I haven't loosened up in the morning. You That's know? sick. So yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so got, it's the same. You got me announcing it to the world, guys. <laughs> it's my, my dark secret. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do yoga. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be a dark secret no. at all. It's yeah. amazing. But, you know, we uh, it's it's like exactly like that, and so I think that now we're at a point where really. We don't ever have to really talk about. Once we're painting, we don't really have to talk about what each other's going to do or what isn't. Like, it just kind of happens, and it's so it's so seamless now. And and I and I think that that shows in the work too. Yeah, because with um, you know, you were doing like Milo, you were doing the, um, like the really highly detailed like houses and buildings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, what made you decide to take them out of the artwork? Well, they're not completely taken out. They're just we just felt as though they were kind of limiting us and restricting us to where uh, we could potentially go and so because we'd been working that way for probably however mm, long like yeah a while like maybe eight seven years or something we'd been doing that and then I think we'd made a couple of pieces that didn't have it in it and then we just kind of thought there, there was some, there was con- some concerns from both of us that maybe if we made artwork that didn't have that in it, people wouldn't associate that the artwork with us. Mm. And then we kind of thought, fuck it, we can do whatever we want. We're artists. Why, why are we putting these? There's no why restrictions we, on what we do. I can we, do. Um, we can do anything we want to do. Yeah. So we just thought we don't want to put that in to all the paintings. So we just won't. And what it did was because those buildings were quite time consuming and. Um, it would usually, when we would work on a painting, it would take me, I would paint that and mm. it would take him the rest of the, like, it, the, he would paint everything else that wasn't that mm. and then I would just paint the building and that's all the time I had. And so it was limiting for me It's and limiting for your him. skills and yeah. it, it was and limiting the whole thing and it also yeah. puts you into a, I feel like when we were making paintings that way and this was kind of enjoyable, but we were like, it's like every painting that you start, you're given something and you have to figure out how you like there's buildings what are you going to do like what the fuck are you going to do with these buildings like how are you going to do it like do you want to build around them or make it realistic like what are you going to do you're going to make it abstract whereas and that's so uh uh, restricting whereas as soon as we kind of like we thought like well maybe we don't want to work you know put those into our work for a while all of a sudden it's like well I can do anything I want to do Mm. and it also meant that because for a while I hadn't been drawing as much because I'd been painting those and so look, I would draw a little bit, mm. but he was doing like maybe 
more of the 75%. drawing. Maybe 60, but like yeah. just a bit more of the drawing. Yeah, so when once we had cut that out a little, it made it a bit... Like, it made it much more enjoyable for us to make artwork mm-hmm. because it really meant that we mm-hmm. were truly collaborating at that point. Exactly. And, um, it, I, I mean, I loved it because it meant that my um, drawing skills and, and my painting skills really enhanced, I think, at that point because mm-hmm. I wasn't so focused on that one thing. Mm. So I think to put so much realistic detail into something, sometimes it... it, it the, the labour that goes into it for for me anyway personally I find that it, um it cannot be as enjoyable exactly. as painting something that like I oh know it depends yeah it does you know, it mean, depends on the person because it does some people on, just some get, people get a kick out that's of what they, realistic stuff and that's I, what I, they get a kick out for of me personally I yeah, really loved go. it and I I mean I I love it I love painting like that but I feel like um, our paintings have taken on a, a new direction mm. because. Of not feeling like we need to be limited to that, and I think we're having way more fun mm-hmm. now as, like, as a collaborative team because we. It's not like that was more like I'm doing that. That and was you're making doing, it more separate. Too. Yeah, but this is now it's like completely like intertwined, mm. and I mean a lot of the time I can't even remember who painted what because it's all over the place. Yeah, because I like you know I've known you guys for. I don't know. I've known you, Darren, for since a pretty I was long time, like, like thirteen years old. Or yeah, something I think like I met yeah. you when first time, maybe when I was like maybe sixteen, and then I met you again, maybe when we were like twenty. Yeah. Well, I, I think I maybe know. you're a bit older than me, but maybe like when I was like twenty-one or something. I just like remember that, you hanging out at your cousin Zach's house. Exactly. Out, out in the burbs. Uh huh. Exactly. But um, but like I've known you guys for a long time. I watch mm-hmm. you watch you work a lot, and I've been around you while you've been working. We've collaborated and stuff. But I've I've seen your work ethic and just seen how hard you guys work and like even years ago when you know like I know when you were running per square meter and stuff like that you would spend so much time in the studio painting and um like did you ever think that you'd get to where you are now no not at all I think that I mean I think we just love what we what we do and we've just been driven to get better and better at what we do and to see what those boundaries are and so I think that's our inspiration plus we are a couple and we spend all our time together and it makes it a lot easier to yeah. work really hard when your significant other is also doing that with you you know because mm. there's no need to stop yeah because it's, it's not all... like one person saying you're working all the time exactly you? hang out with me and watch it, telly yeah <laughs> it, it makes it easier for it to really like overtake like the creative process to take over your whole life, mm. you know, because they're kind of intertwined. They're one and the same, like creating things and our personal life is just one, like intertwined into one big ball. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when you, when you were running the gallery mm-hmm. and you also both had like, you know, day and night jobs and, um, and you were, you know, selling your art and you were, you know, you were working really hard. Were you, were, were you saving for a long time for the big move to LA? We um, were a bit, not for too long, but we did go pretty hard right before we moved. Mm. Yeah, I think Didn't that, we? Um, well, we went there twice before we moved there. And then the time that we, we, I think we went there in the middle of the year in 2008. And then when we were there, we were like, oh, we would really love to just move here even for six months. And so I think that, Maybe a few months after that, we just started saving. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then we had a show, and so right before we left. So that was, 
pretty good. It went into into that as yeah. well, I guess. Yeah, so a, a little bit, like, we just wanted to go there and not, like, we knew that we couldn't work when we got there. And um, It kind of helped, I think, because being an artist is one of those kind of things where I think a lot of people do art. Well, most people start this way anyway. It's probably how it should be, but you're you're creating things and then you're working a job and the, and the two are separate and a lot of people are like, oh, one day I want to just make paintings and I don't want, like, that's what I want to do. And you kind of, <clears throat> I remember we were talking about it and we're like, oh, one day it'd be so good not to have to work in a bar or do, you know, do these other shitty jobs that we're doing and, and if we could just do this full time it'd be so good. And we're like, well, no one's ever going to tell you when you can, no one's ever going to tap you on the shoulder and be like, now's the time. Like, mm. I promise everything's going to be fine. Like, if you just want to stop working your shit job and start making paintings all the time, I promise everything will be okay. Like, you just have to kind of make that, like, decision and just, like, just, just go for it. And then it's really easy to kind of, I guess that's a hard, a hard thing to do because you're, like, letting go of this lifeline of, of, like, consistent income and then for us to move when we first moved to Los Angeles like before that also we were working jobs and and trying like we were spraying a lot more like spraying a lot more pieces then as well as so like we we're painting at night more and then we we're also uh, like uh, running this gallery and all these other things and then trying to make paintings and so that it's hard for your work to not for everyone but I think for us it was hard for our work to improve because we're only putting 40% of our time like you know like into it because tw- another 40 is going to work and then another 20 is going to you know this and, 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 and to the gallery I know that math doesn't add up to 100 but you know what yeah. I mean and then uh, you go to sleep too <laughs> yeah. but then uh, when when we moved to Los Angeles we actually couldn't do anything else because we were there on artist visas so w- that was like that like made the decision for it like well this is what we're going to do and we just have to make it work and then by putting 100% in to that it just like it just kind of everything else fell apart and then that like like fell away and then that's when you just kind of go for it yeah cuz i i remember when you guys first went over there we were, it was the time when like the financial crisis was happening and all yeah. that type of stuff and you know, LA, everyone's going to LA to make it as a Hollywood star or whatever, and even trying to make it as an artist is, like, hard work. Yeah. And we were like, fucking good luck, guys, you yeah. know? <laughs> it wasn't you the know. best time to go, that's for but sure. But I think but, it yeah. was, because in... Well, I mean, well, we didn't know this, but for us to go there, a lot of people had moved out of LA, so, mm. like, it was very affordable to move there when we did. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of apartments that were available, and they were really cheap, and the people Everything were, like, offering, really like, deals, like, free months rent and stuff, so that helped us out a it lot. Did. And also, when we moved there, we weren't really focused on, we weren't thinking we're going to sell paintings or anything, we just went there with the intention to be in the city, and to meet people, and hang out, and paint with other people, mm-hmm. and and who knows what would happen? We didn't have like a like a goal, like a focus of what we were doing. We we just went there just for something to do, like just because we really loved it there. We didn't have a goal or anything. And I think just from being there, and that city has a very powerful energy where people do go there for reasons. They move from their cities, like mostly from America, but from all over the world to go there to work in film and um, you know 
mostly film, that like um, different careers where, you know, they're moving there with the intention to make it, that energy kind of fueled us along. I think to so too, because I think that energy, even though it's a weird energy, because it's all these people like struggling and, and, and they have these like big dreams, but then there's something that's kind of inspiring by that too. And I think that made it, even though... We, we, I feel like we were working really hard when we were in Melbourne, but then when we got there, we, like, really... I think we started working, like, our work ethic even, like, it, it, it got even stronger, and we really just... That's all, like, we just started working, like, day and night all the time because you kind of get there and you're so small and this city's so big, and, I, like, the first, like two nights after we moved there, we went to an exhibition, and it was, a, like, this huge Gary Basement exhibit, you know, and, and then, like, I think we went to, like, a... And another show like really recent to that and it had like this giant Mark Ryden painting and you're kind of there and you're like, fuck, like I'm just like this tiny, tiny little baby in this place which has got like filled with like these like incredible, like so much incredible artists and, and not even just like people like Mark Ryden who were generations before us, but even the people like Crayola, like all these people, like all these other artists who were like of our kind of age who are already like so, so good and like killing it and, 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 and so that was kind of, like, really inspirational. And I think that made us work hard, like, fuck, we've got to work, like, double as hard because we've got to get, like, at least double better. Mm. I don't know if that... Like, mm. like double as good as what yeah. we are. You're, like, really, like, quick. Otherwise, we're, like, to keep yeah. up with, you know, the, all, like, what was going on there. And so it kind of lit a fire under our ass to even work harder. Because mm. I know that, like, people might... Just from watching social media and all that, people might think that you just went there and all just landed in your lap, you know. Because I know it yeah. because I know you guys. Of course. But, um, but like, what was like the what's the story of how you like arriving to to then sort of when you started to sell paintings and and you know you ran out of your Australia money and <laughs> then you you started making American money. You know, like how, like how did all that come about? And, um, hmm. I guess what happened is, I guess to cut a long story short, we just kind of found a gallery. Um, well, first, it wasn't even that we found a gallery. We met um, this guy that held, um, like, he was working with smaller galleries to fill their roster because it's really hard to just get a show in a gallery because usually um, galleries are booked out for a year or plus in advance. Mm. And so we wanted to have a show there um, about in the, in the, like, year that we were um, there. So we wanted to have a show in 2009 and so we met this guy who was booking shows in smaller galleries. And so he hooked us up with this small gallery and um, they they didn't have anything booked for like a month before the um, time slot that we they wanted to have a show. New, like they didn't really yeah. show many things there. They were kind of like a, kind of like an artist space that they, I don't think they'd really shown many things there and it was kind of out of, out of an area where there was really any kind of galleries or anything like that, it was more um, kind of like a residential area yeah. over there. And well, what happened was, yeah, they didn't have a, yeah. they didn't have any. Um, we wanted to have a show in November or December, I think, and they didn't have anything booked in for the month before. So we asked them if we could spend that month uh, working on an installation. So we worked um, in that gallery for like, I think it was three weeks. Yeah. We worked like solid every day. Like we said, if we did a show here, can we have the month beforehand and so we can try and create an installation? Which is really rare because that yeah. usually um, a gallery has a show and they... Ha they, they give you a week. Yeah, like yeah. A, mm. maybe a week at best. 
from taking the last row down to the next one opening. So um, they were this gallery was totally cool with us doing that. And so we built this installation. And um, I think that because we spent a, a lot of time and, you know, in that space and mm. um, then I think people took took notice of that and then that was the first show that we had and then we were approached by other galleries to show with them and I think it just it just kind of snowballed from there and I think we I think maybe when we first moved there we had maybe more delusions of like well let's go there and we'll meet with all these galleries and we'll show them what we do and then we'll say like can we have a show here or whatever and it we met with a lot of different galleries and they're like oh this is great or like maybe a few of them like I've seen some of the stuff you know I've seen you online or something like this there wasn't social media then I guess it was 2009 so uh, but you know they might have like seen our website or something and uh, it didn't really kind of go like that and then so we we were like well maybe we can just find another gallery and we'll just try to create something really like put everything we can into it and try and create something that will then maybe uh, well obviously first and foremost something that we think is great but then also maybe other galleries will it's like a good plate like it's a great, like, way to, like, advertise yourself, I guess. Yeah. If you are, like, looking for a gallery in, you know, somewhere, then you do, like, you just kind of create something for yourself. And and that's what we did there. We, like, took this uh, smaller gallery and just kind of tried to build something. And then from there, other galleries came to that show and, like, oh, like, I guess they, like, liked it or whatever. And then they started approaching us to, to do shows. And um, then we started getting booked into rosters for, yeah. like the next year and the year after so then it, and then we had something to start working towards that someone had approached us about mm-hmm. but um, I think in between that we were just kind of um, doing as much as we could to be in like group shows and stuff like that as far as like art like art pieces and stuff mm. is concerned we, that's what we were kind of doing to you know yeah. get that kind of traction because I've always thought that about exhibitions people get so hung up on um, sales and mm-hmm. everything and it's like well no just think of this as a great way to show what you're capable of exactly because, yep. you know it always whenever you've got an exhibition on it always pushes you to go shit I'm not just in the studio painting for, for the hell of it I'm actually exactly. working towards yeah. something and you know it's a, it's a way to present yourself and it's so much more I think people put a compa- like I don't know who the competition is with maybe it's just within their own mind or whatever but like that sales equals success and like everyone wants to sell their artwork because it is it's like uh, I guess that's how you can start making money from it and so it is good to sell your paintings of course everyone everyone wants to do that but then you can have so much more success from a show than the sales do you know what I mean because like the sales are just money Mm. and uh, and the money comes and then you spend it and it's kind of gone but the impression that you can make from a show and that's why we've always been like really like I think like some friends of ours when we even when we first started doing shows like we like this one we spent three weeks uh painting this whole space and like and like building it out into this installation and people would be like why do you even do that like you can't it's so, like you're spending like a month that's like so much time and you'll never get money for that like that's not mm. no one's paying you for that but it's but it's so much more than then, People think of it as an hourly rate. Yeah, it's exactly. Like it's, it's not uh, like yeah. that. All the things that come from the future, and even it. from yeah. painting sales, like or from a from a great exhibition, great opportunities might come to you in the future, based off that. That um, much more important, and and even monetarily equal more than the painting sales. But you just might not ever know 
that that's the connection. Do you know what I mean? Like you might have an exhibition and you might not even sell any paintings. And then someone was at that exhibition. And then a month from then they come to you and they private commission you to paint a side of a build or like whatever, or like paint an interior of their house or who knows what, or, or, and, and you might not ever know that it came from them seeing that exhibition. So hmm. I, I don't think it, I think people do put a lot of pressure on themselves that way, but it's, it's, it's kind of healthier to think of about it as the bigger thing, I think. Yeah. So from that first exhibition and that leading to other like, you know, group shows and things like that, was there, was there one, like compared to where you are now, was there one like, um, painting or exhibition or installation or something like that, that, um, boosted your careers? I think it was just like the combined everything, like just the key, like the fact that we never slowed down or we never had a, mm. we've never had a break or anything. We've just kept going. Like it's the momentum that I think has kept pushing us forwards, like for our career and also inside of that bubble as well. Like the fact that we keep going and we keep pushing ourselves to do bigger and better things and keep trying to outdo ourselves from the last thing is what keeps inspiring us to move forwards. And that mentality has also helped us keep gaining traction and has, and that's where the difference was where, like where we were eight years ago compared to where we are now. Yeah. And so with, um, like with the MTV music awards or movie awards, mm-hmm. how did all that come about? Cause that was like, I remember seeing that and just going, man, like, well, what happened Killer. was, um, thank you, <laughs> the, um, the pro- there's some producers that... The producers I- who produce the MTV Movie Awards and the Music Awards, I guess they follow us. They were just following our work, I guess. And they just asked to, like, I guess we didn't know this, but I guess they, like, asked to meet us. I think, like, someone, like they organised a meeting and so we just went and met with them and I think we didn't really think about, think too much of it really did we no we were really busy around that yeah. same time and we just finished this other project and then this meeting was set up for like the day after we'd finished so we were kind of a bit tired and um we went to this meeting not really thinking what it was going to be about and then they had this big pitch for us and it was all like this like, I think we thought it was just going to be something like I don't know why we thought we were meeting with them but we didn't definitely didn't think it was we didn't think it was anything. Yeah. We th- not, not that it wasn't anything. We didn't... We thought maybe they were asking us to maybe... Who knows? Do, do something like... some Like, we didn't think that what they, what they asked us was... <laughs> we never had that in our minds at all. So it kind of blew our minds a little bit. And they also, in the meeting, in that first initial meeting and then in follow-up meetings after that, they kept um, telling us that we could do anything we wanted. So... And They're that like, was Look, kind we of really like what you guys do. We've been following you for a while. We we love the installations you build and we I think we'd love to see them. And this is like going back to the installations. Like some people might have said that building an installation is a waste of time because you can't sell it. But then it's because of the installations that we were building, I think that <clears throat> put the idea into the into the people at MTV or like these producers' minds like shit, could you imagine that as a set it would maybe be something really cool and so they like uh, they just said like we really like what you do so we just want you to just just like make what like just do whatever you just do you just make whatever you want to make and and yeah they were like and like try not to limit yourself like do whatever you want like think 
if you want fireballs, you can have fireballs. Mm. If you want to make it rain on the stage, we can make it rain on the stage. If you want to include animate, and so like from us before that, every installation that we'd made was like super. Uh, DIY and super budget like us like calling them favors from friends or like using found objects and, and all this and then to have someone kind of come to you with this like look it's the scale is massive the scale was like I 120 remember, feet 120 feet wide. wide and then as tall we could go as tall as maybe 60 feet or something mm. and so it's like the scale's massive and and the limitations are limit like if you want fire we can use fire and all these things and it's like it was super overwhelming for us. Like, I remember just kind of leaving me like, wow, what are we going to do for this? Fuck. Like, do we want to use fire? I don't even know. Do we? Like, I've never really thought about it. Should we? I don't want to use it just because we can, but yeah. maybe I do. Like, or do, like, do we want to use fireworks? Or, and like, it was like really kind of, over, and like it kind of, it was like a lot to digest. Like just that, that kind of concept uh, for, for like a week kind of just like, thinking about it and then I think we kind of came to an idea of what it is we wanted to create for it and we did want it to be kind of even though we liked the idea of fireballs we tried to like keep it closer to what it is traditionally that we that we create for installations just on a much bigger scale and and obviously fabricated by professionals not just from us and our friends and then uh, we kind of spent like weeks and weeks and weeks drawing it up and we wanted to make sure no one can ever do this specifically but we really wanted to we spent a lot of time drawing on it, probably more time than we've ever put into anything in the in the in the drawing and conceptualization of it, because we just wanted, we knew it might be popping up for a long time in the future, just in in our like about us, and we wanted to always be able to look at it and not not hate it, and that's kind of a hard thing to do, but we tried our hardest to make sure that we made it as perfect for ourselves as what we could, and so we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, like designing it and things and 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 it was like such a cool thing to do because the people like we like spend all this time drawing it and you know especially on a project like that you would assume that you draw all this stuff up and then you kind of send it off and then you wait a couple of weeks because people at mtv and producers and directors and all these people kind of have to look over it uh and kind of like give feedback and we kind of expected like a lot of feedback and they just kind of got back like i remember like they emailed us back and we're like they're like we love it it's perfect and uh, like that kind of blew like it's like mm. what the, are you fucking serious like yeah. oh, we were waiting for like a list of things like this is no like like changes and there was just it was a really cool thing to do like a lot of fun for us I guess yeah awesome yeah so get, like getting on to like the, the business side of things mm-hmm. like how do you charge a client like that like do you like how, do you, did they come to you with a figure or did you just pluck like a, a we have a number manager. out of your hat no, we, we have, have a manager, manager. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 cause I was like I was thinking, man, if like they came to me, it's like, shit, what Yeah. And then you go, oh, is that too much? Is that not enough? <laughs> well, I remember when we, like, before we had a man, like, that's what it's like, though, it is. Like, sometimes yeah. you're like, wow. And because part of you would be like, you wouldn't want to, it's like this thing, like, you don't want to go too far because you feel like maybe you're doing that just based on who it is you're dealing. Like, I guess it's the same with everyone. Like, sometimes you're like, oh, well, maybe I can, you don't want to, you want to try and keep things fair along the board and not just charge someone more based on, on who they are. Who they are, but then that's always going to be the case a little bit, I think, you know, like just because it just is. Uh, but luckily for the last couple of years, we've had uh, a manager that we work with uh, and he's pretty rad and he really understands what we're about and he just deals with all that, yeah. like that kind of stuff. And so we just... He, he might, would usually in most cases run it past us like, 
I'm thinking this or something. We go, sure, I don't know. Like, if you think that's good, sure. Or, you know, whatever. Like, but it is nice not to have to kind of deal with that part of it. Yeah. 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 And do you guys have, like, a pricing system for your art? Like, do you go, like, something this big is worth this much and then scale it up from there? Like, Yeah, mm-hmm. we have, like, a... We have a pricing... We have, like, different sizes are worth... They cost different amounts. And mm. then... Um, we usually stick with the same sizes just because they're comfortable sizes for us. And then if we did do something out of the, like that, that kind of... That standard size. Yeah, then we would just, again, with our manager, we just figure out what price that would be. Yeah. Yeah. That works out well because I've been doing the same thing. Uh It's like I've, I start at like, you know, A5 and then if I want, if I do something A4, the price doubles and then A3 doubles again and then up and up and up. Mm -hmm. It's the best way to do it. I think it's the most fair. It's, I think a lot of the time when people start out, they don't do it that way. And then I think what you can find yourself in, I think it can get complicated, Mm. but if you just stick with that, it's just the best way because uh, it's easier for you and it also is the most fair just way to do it. Why wouldn't it be double? Mm. And it doesn't matter if it, time or effort or anything like that shouldn't make a difference if it's if it's double the size and double the price i think you know like seems to make sense yeah yeah i agree because it's and also it may, when people come to you with like, oh i want to, i want this and they they t- give you the size you can just price it straight away you exactly. don't have to go oh um uh, uh, and then realize that you've stuffed up and someone got something for the same size for half the price mm-hmm. and, yeah you know it's like it's it's just good to have a pricing system. Mm-hmm. I found. Yeah, there's some like a different people at the start told, when we started um, selling artwork also told us that once you start selling your work, you should never go down. You know, it should yeah. always go up because, I mean, even from the very beginning, you should do that because otherwise, if you sold your work to somebody and then um, then for another show you made it like less, then if it's unfair like it so that's why it's good to start low start at a point and keep building up otherwise you know uh, start low and find your market and then you know because it sucks to be like these are all five thousand dollars and then no one buys them and then you're like fuck Hmm. well maybe they're two thousand dollars (laughs) like or maybe they're one maybe they're five hundred dollars and then what if one person bought that five thousand dollars you know so Hmm. I think like someone we were lucky of, of running the gallery the running per square meter, we learn a lot about. There was a lot of artists coming to show at the gallery who were much more experienced in exhibiting art than we were, uh, which is pretty weird because you're the gallery owner, you should know a bit more about this and the art, you know, but it just is the case. And then, so to have them, uh, I think we like learned a lot before we, we even really started selling paintings from, from people who were coming to the gallery uh, who would like tell us things like this, and we're like, oh shit, that's a pretty. That makes sense, you know? Yeah. Having having the gallery mm. for three and a half years. Taught us a lot about that part of art, I think, like the gallery side. Yeah. It was yeah. a really good experience. You learned from the other side? Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. Like when um when Claire and I came and visited you guys in LA, mm-hmm. um, you took us to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And yes. like, and you guys were like, you had it worked out like a fine art, you know, Tuesday afternoon and this and that, <laughs> like, like everything. You know, we go here and then we go there. You had it all like mapped out. Are you still like real big fans of Disney? And we go, love it so much. I do much. love it there, but we haven't been there. You know what? When we first moved there, I, before we were saying, when we first moved there, we were working really hard. And we were working really hard. Well, we thought like, and we were working really hard, but then 
relative to how hard we work now, when I think back then, we had a lot of time. We did. Yeah. We, went to Disneyland. <laughs> we were going to Disneyland. Because we had season like passes and we were going all the time. Every two or three weeks we were going to Disneyland for we, the first uh, year. We just recently met Tyke, that, uh, the LA writer Tyke, who you know is a legend. And, and uh, he's like, do you guys like Disneyland? And we're like, we, we fucking love Disneyland. He's like, dude, I live right, right near there. And so he had a season pass and we had season passes. So we would go there on a Friday afternoon, just go meet Tyke and his wife. Maybe ride like two roller coasters, have something to eat or whatever, and then just leave, you know? And so in that time when we had those passes, we were going there a lot. A lot yeah. <laughs> but then we haven't been for like two years, I think. Yeah, it's been know. a while, but I do, I do love it. We just it. go on special occasions now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just don't have time to, to do it, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. I was chatting to my mate Ono's, who's sitting just over there, actually. Okay. And, um, and we were talking about it earlier, saying um, how amazing it would be if you guys did something for, like, Pixar or something like that. Yeah. Have you ever thought about any, anything like that? We like the idea of doing animation, but I, we keep saying that until it's the right project, we're not going to do it, just because it's a lot of work. Yeah. And for us to... We'd probably have to stop painting for a while, like, at least... It would all some, be on that. It would yeah. all have to go to that, and, and so, we like painting... So yeah. much at the moment, I wouldn't really want to, like, give that up for for that amount of time for kind of anything at the moment. But I feel like maybe in the future... Yeah, when the time is right. When the time's right, it would be something we'd really like to do. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So even after, like, all these gazillions of hours of painting, you still haven't lost any love for it. You love no, it more than ever. we love it. Yeah, I yeah, love it. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's good. And it takes us a long time, too, so... We really have to dedicate a lot of hours to it to see, like, a final piece. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's something that, I don't know, it's, like, the maybe one of the things that we enjoy most, I would yeah. say. I think so. That's no, good. It's good because I know that if you're, like, doing something too much, you, you can it can you can lose love for it mm. and get sick mm-hmm. of it or whatever, but it's good to know that you're, uh, the passion's still there. Oh, yeah. The fire's still lit. <laughs> um <laughs> Like I've I've noticed with like your your big murals and stuff like that, you get like like these perfect shapes like squares, triangles, and circles, and you're doing them on like large scale. Like um, like do you have a uh, technique for getting them like on a built side of a building mm-hmm. or something like that? Because I know people That's... have different techniques of doing things. I don't want to give yeah. away any secrets. If no, you don't I don't. Want to, but I don't anyway. have any secrets. We have yeah. no secrets. But I would say that's like. That's M's department. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like when it comes to things like this, I'm not the best. Yeah. Whereas she's very good yeah. at Thanks. things like this. I think um, I'm like a, I have in my, I don't know, I just have like a, an eye for, um, I don't even know. And also patience for perfection. Like I'd oh, be yeah. like, it's wobbly. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. I'm like, it's wobbly and I'd like it to be straight, but is it worth five hours? Maybe not. Whereas, but I do really want it straight, but like the part of me like gives up too quick. Like that's going to take like five hours to fix that. It's like three stories long. Uh, whereas I feel like she's like, no, no, it's worth five hours. Like we have to do this. And then I'm like, you're right. Like, like she kind of, I think has more patience for things like that. Mm. And the first big wall that we painted, I think like big, big mural like that was in, when was that? Like 2011 maybe. And it was, uh, and I feel like I hadn't really seen too many like like big murals like that in Los Angeles at that time and we painted it with Howard Nozem and they're beasts you know and so we kind of had them 
I don't think, like... They, they taught us a lot of, like, things about how to... Approach yeah, such a big wall. Exactly. Yeah. And so we kind of took that with us. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we use, like... We don't really, really use too many things to... Like, too many um, things to be able to paint... Like the like shapes mm-hmm. perfectly, but we do we we do have a straight line, so that like like a chalk like line, a chalk so line. that helps. We like the like if we're gonna paint like a square or something, we just snap those lines and yeah. follow that, which makes it, you know, ahead. and for it helps. circles and things yeah. like that, just using the uh, overlaying the sketch onto a photo of the wall is like really good, yeah, uh, because then you can see the cracks. You know, like the natural things that appear yeah. on a wall, any windows and stuff kind of creates a, a grid. Yeah. And that... But even from that point, it can still be hard, and that's when I think she really shines. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard, like, like Roan and Askew say similar things. They, mm-hmm. You know, they overlay and they use, like, elements of the wall to create a grid. But I just think when it comes to making, like, a perfect circle, like, I can't even do one, like, on paper. I know. <laughs> <You> know <laughs> I think they say if someone can do a perfect circle, they're certified insane. That's yeah. Well, Mur- Murder can do one, can't he? That's can he? Really? Well, that, well, that guy... Um, it would make sense. When I remember when I was hanging out with you guys and that guy Coffee was in yeah. town. Uh-huh. And he did, crazy. He just did those, like, circle... It's true. Yes, the one uh, where he just does it, like... Yeah, he spins his, his arm around yes. like his shoulder. I like, love that. Uses his shoulder as, like, that pinpoint in the middle and mm-hmm. his arm's like the bit of string. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. So talented. I tried that and it didn't work. No. <laughs> no it doesn't work. Like, it seems <laughs> so simple. Like, oh, what a fantastic idea. It's so simple. And then you do it and it's, like, all shaky yeah. He probably can like fold his arm like right behind his head. He goes, "Yeah, but can you do this? Yeah. <laughs> something he's doing something. Yeah, he's, he's got like so talented loose yeah. tendons in his shoulder or something oh to be able to create. That, you know, yeah. But um, <laughs> he's got it. Yeah. Do you guys um still paint like large scale murals or yeah. a little bit? Definitely less and less. I feel like we paint outside less and less. Like we still do, and I always will want to because I think that's one of the reasons going back to why we still love working in the studio and making painting so much is when, if we do hit a point where we've been working really hard in the studio for months, there is, we can like just go for a spray and like paint a quick piece. Like, and we don't do it that often, but going to do that, like resets you and, and even going like to another city or to another country and, and kind of working on a huge, like large scale project, it just res like, by the time you're done with that, because it's so, especially something like that, you're like so exhausted from it because they're, they're so like labor intensive. And then the idea of coming back just to sit and put on music or a fantastic podcast like <laughs> this one and, <laughs> and just, uh, and just sit and paint sounds fa- like it sounds great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then, and then when that starts to get boring, the idea of not boring, but when you maybe start to get tired of that, the idea of going to do something else sounds sounds great you know and having those two or three or four things even like working on a computer or working uh, even just spraying like quick pieces with friends or uh, painting large-scale murals or whatever all these things I think keep the other one you know fresh yeah diversity mm-hmm. spice of life yeah it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like what um you know having all those different mediums and different elements to your artwork like what what's your main focus these days it's painting. It's painting, and yeah, then like studio painting. Yeah, mm. but then 
the other and building installations. Building installations. I, get, yeah. I think that we love doing those two things equally as much, yeah, I guess. For sure. Yeah, because the, the installations are a really good challenge. They're super stressful to figure out, and then really hard work, like really taxing to execute. But what we get out of it is like super rewarding. Like you, we feel so stoked at the end of it. Mm. So. Um, and, and we can see our work in a completely different way. Like you can walk around it or walk into it and it's like a completely different thing. And the, and the installations over the last couple of years have really like grown into something that is way more three-dimensional as well. So Yeah, because it's almost like that's um, become a big part of who you guys are as artists. Like I think so, yeah. We love yeah. them and, and we loved installations from the first show that we had at Per Square Meter mm-hmm. in 2006. Yeah. Like that we, we, we made an installation for that. And yeah. from then we just kept pushing ourselves and kept um, making them as expansive as we could depending on like what what we could... Um, resources. Our resources, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. when you... Um, so when you do exhibitions now, like you're... Um, you know, uh, before and further show in LA, mm-hmm. and then even the the Viacom installation in in Times Square. Yeah. Like when you have a show, like that's your thing now. It's like it, it has an installation or company. It's not just a bunch of paintings hung on a no. wall. Yeah. I don't think that. I mean, maybe we would do just paintings at some stage, and and not do an installation. I have no idea, but the installations are so much fun for us. And when we start to conceptualize the idea for a show. And we'll be starting to think about what we want the show to be about and we'll even start, like, talking even and and thumbnails and conceptualising the ideas of what maybe those first paintings are going to be. We'll always, in that first discussion, we'll, be, we'll start to shoot ideas of what the installation, like, could, could possibly be for that as well. And it might not even end up being that, but it's like the first... It's within the... It's, it's like within those first thoughts about what it's going to be is how we're going to create a space for mm. that. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been really fortunate because that before and further exhibition and then the Viacom one and then we just made an installation for ComplexCon a couple of months ago. We worked with um, this company called Modernica and they are these incredible mid-century furniture company but they have like incredible resources and they have collaborated with um, many artists over the last few years um and so they have they can help us build anything so mm. we're really We've really built a great relationship with them so i think we'll keep uh working with them to create to create the installations that we and and sculptures and things that we work on which is pretty exciting and i think as we keep working with them we're becoming more familiar with their capabilities and their kind of understanding more about what it is that we're doing and, and it's kind of exciting i think because i think as we move forward in the future i think we're going to be able to like like build some really rad stuff with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I know exactly what you mean because even Mike, the, the guy that has the woodwork shop downstairs here, like, you know, I told him I've got an exhibition coming up and I want to work on some things with him and he was like, oh, we can do this and we can do that and having his resources and his, mm-hmm. his knowledge so and, he, and like, I'll, you know, it started out like, oh, can you make me some frames or you can, can you make me some canvas stretches and all this sort of stuff and then it's like, oh, let's... And I came to him with some ideas and he was like, "Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that." And it start, it just opens everything up. To exactly. Our, yeah. And I think also because we're we don't really, like we're both pretty useless when it comes to like uh, 
building things oh, and stuff. Man. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm just fucking terrible at it. Yeah. And then, uh, and so you don't really know what you can and can't do because I, and so to speak to something like, we might be like, well, that's probably impossible. You could never do that with wood or something. But then when like, as you kind of keep speaking with someone like that, like, of course you can, like, that's not even yeah. that hard or whatever. And, or they might have ideas like, oh, well, you want to build a, a house. I'll tell you a cool way to do it or, or like whatever. Or you want to like make frames that are this shape. It's not that hard. You could, or why don't we make them like, they'll kind of, you kind of feed off each other and, and kind of can create new, like new possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, because I um I put up a set of shelves the other week, and <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah I got a uh, I got a photo sent to me from Claire, and there's the shelves on the ground with a whole bunch of books everywhere. <laughs> That's us. That's yeah, us. Oh, man, this shit, you know. I know. Because like, not everyone can do everything. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I've got a twin brother who's a builder, and he'll laugh at me if I can't put up shelves, you know. But but he can't do a lot of the stuff that I can. Exactly. Do. So exactly. It's, it's just like, the way yeah. it is. Different strokes for different folks. Yes. But, you know, but um after the uh like the before and further show, like I was I was looking at the photos. I unfortunately, I couldn't make it because it was in LA. But Pretty it looked far. it looked awesome. Thank, Thank you, man. You know, yeah, but, we were stoked on it. Yeah. It was it was like really good, like Thanks. um, but I um I noticed there was a lot of uh, Indian references in there. Like mm-hmm. you guys went for a uh, trip in India before you did that show. Is that What's right? What's so or? weird is we went to India after that. After that show, it's because the <laughs> whole show was really about the it the whole show was about the two two things that had happened to us separately before we knew each other that we felt like had um diverted our lives to to end up meeting not you know and in to the just future li- being living the creative life that we did like it's it's a weird concept for a show and it's, and it's very like long-winded so i won't go into it i guess too far but yeah it was like two moments in both our lives that happened that set us onto a course to then meet each other we believe you and but also to to kind of uh be uh live you know like getting like do what we do yeah so and so the, that's what the show was about. And for me, um, that moment happened when I was in <laughs> India the year before I met him. And so that's why there's a, there's Indian references. And what's funny is I'd been asking him if we could go to India. Like, I'm like, can we please go there? I love it so much. I'd been asking um, if we could take a trip there for years. And he was always like, no, I don't want to go I'm there. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to go interest. there, I don't think. Yeah, he's like, he didn't have any interest. And then... Like, why don't we go to Europe? Like, why don't we go somewhere, like... I always wanted to go somewhere different, I think. When we were working on the paintings and the, and the inst- I think it was the installation, actually, mm-hmm. he, he just out of the blue said, you know what, after we finish this, we should go to India. And I'm like, that's the best. And so um, <laughs> we, we planned a trip. So we, um, a couple of months after the show had finished, or a month or so after, I guess, we went to India and it was amazing. And, um, yeah, he completely reversed his thoughts of what he it was, thought India was It was about. really labor intensive that the instant, like the paintings were all finished before the, inst- like before we worked on the installation. And so we'd been working really hard for like all year, actually working on, on the paintings for that show. Cause we were working on the paintings for the show at the same time as we, we were also creating artwork for another show in New York at the same time. And also while we were doing all the MTV award stuff as well and so it was like really hard and we were, every second we had we had to like keep working on paintings and then so we we're kind of tired by then and then by the time we started the installation that installation for 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 the before and further show we 
spent two yeah, two months just working on that installation nonstop, like every day. We worked for eight weeks straight, like in the space, just working working on it uh, every day from like at least like nine to nine, like at a minimum nine to nine, no days off. And so we were kind of like, maybe that's why like I thought like maybe we should just, I think we like needed a vacation mm. after that. And so maybe that's why, and I was like looking at all these Indian references and so... Mm. Maybe that just sparked. Yeah, because I was looking through the um, photos of that. I think it was on the <coughs> Juxtapose site. Mm-hmm. And I was I was looking through the photos. And it's like, the photo gallery just went on forever. Yeah. And it's like, man, this space is massive. It and is. You guys... You couldn't even see it in the... like, every corner of mm-hmm. everything. Details. And like, uh-huh. oh, I was just like, man, a lot of work went into this. Thanks. You know? Yeah, it was... Um, it was really fun. And it, it just happened by chance. It mm. really did. Like, mm. we were at... Modernica having a meeting with them because they wanted to work with us on some collaborations just like because they make really cool fiberglass things and they wanted to work with us doing some custom fiberglass pieces because they can make chairs and little tables and stuff like that using their fiberglass and um, then we were there and at the same time we were kind of like thinking of where we were going to have this exhibition that we'd begun making all the work We've been for. looking for pop-up spaces. We've been looking at warehouses and, and, a, and a few spaces at that point. Yeah, and then we, when we were there having the meeting, they gave us a big tour of their, their lot and they were showing us how they make everything, which is just spectacular. And um, then in the middle of the lot, we, we seen this building and we're like, what do you do with this building here? And they said, well, we just keep like furniture that needs to be reupholstered or um restored in there and we're like okay cool and then they took us in there and the two of us were like oh my god this place would be amazing like we could see like the potential it was really run down and and they'd only been um they'd only had that lot for four years at that stage and that the actual building had been abandoned for 25 years so it was covered in absolute filth like it was so gross but they um, helped us renovate it, and um, and then we had the show yeah. in there. So Jeez. it had like a lot of like cool areas, and we built a lot of walls. We had mm. to build new walls and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah so a lot was, of work. Yeah, there was, yeah. was a really a lot that went into it. But it was it. fun yeah. for us and mm-hmm. for them as well. Because mm-hmm. at the like start, it wore us down to the point where it nearly broke us. Yeah, almost. I think like because like. Eight weeks. I don't know how many days that is, but that many days without stopping, and like we would literally just wake up stretch maybe do it like maybe go for a quick run or something and then eat breakfast and then just drive there and we'd probably be there by 8 30 and then just we had a we put a fridge in there while we were working and a toaster and things and we just ate all our meal like like our lunch and dinner there and then we would just come home and basically just come home have a shower and go to sleep and just get up and do that again and we did that day after day after day for those for those uh eight weeks and uh it kind of broke us but then at the same time we just, we kind of love doing that. You know, like, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, we, and we love doing that to ourselves. And, and I and I kind of love how that makes me feel. And so the whole time people are like, oh, we can get people to come in and help you. Or maybe you need assistance. And we're like, no, no, we're going to, like, we'll just do it. Like We had one girl that was helping us, but she was just helping us with, like, errands and... Moral support. Moral support. <laughs> keeping that together. Keep helping keep cup, us sane. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're getting back to the, um, the India thing. Mm-hmm. I remember when... Uh, when Claire and I were staying with you guys and we'd just come up from South America yeah. we spent like a year and a half down there and we were, and Dabs you were like uh-huh. so what you do you just went from town to town to city to city and it's like yeah we just did that for like a year and a half yeah and you're like 
man, that'd fucking suck. Yeah. I'd, I'd hate that. <laughs> I, I still would. <laughs> but like, and I, then when when I saw that you went dude. to India, I was just like. Matt, like, because I, I know you're a, you like your home comforts and yeah. everything, and, and or if you go somewhere, you want it to be nice. Uh-huh. You know? Like, how'd you go in India? Because it's a pretty confronting country. It is. I I loved it there. I think the the I just we were only there for just like probably like just under a couple of weeks, and that's like really good mm. amount of time maybe for me to go. Uh, but I, I loved it. I, I want to go back. You know, like yeah. I'm looking forward to going back again. Yeah, same. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's contagious, I think. There's yeah. something about it that once you... I don't know. Like, it just, it's such an invigorating place. Like, uh-huh. everything... It's so visually like stimulating. You can't, you can't even just not look around for a second because everywhere you look, there's something incredible going on. Mm. The, the smells are amazing. Like, there's incense burning everywhere. There's, like... Not all the smells are Not amazing. all the smells, <laughs> but a lot of the there's smells... There's some are, gross ones, but most of them are covered up by... Incense like and other smell burning, burning things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. Pl- I love that country yeah. so much. Yeah. So I spent a couple of months there. I know. And um, oh, it was a few months actually. And um, yeah, because Claire wanted to do a yoga teacher training there, and mm. we're on our honeymoon, and she's like, "Oh, I really want to do this month like yoga teacher training course." And it's like, "Okay, no worries." Yeah. And I just called up some friends from uh, England and That's right. went on a painting adventure I around India. It. And those pictures were amazing so, yeah, as well. We I'm, saw so much I, of the country. See, I don't think I could be there for two. I think I don't think I could be there. <laughs> This is what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. I think going there for two weeks is fantastic, but I don't know if I'd be able to do yeah. two months there. I think it would... Yeah. We tried to live like artists over there as well. And really? And try to um, get, like, food and accommodation off our artwork. Really? And we ended up, oh, man, we've stayed in some horrible places yeah. there. You're just like, oh, I'd sort of pay to be somewhere else right yeah. now. Did you get but sick we... there? No, I didn't. You didn't? No. Wow. Did but, uh, Claire? No. Oh, she got really sick. She yeah. nearly died. What? Yeah, she was on like a hospital bed, like oh. covered. There, there was like all blood on the bed from the person before and everything. Like, oh. yeah, That's I'll get her to tell her the story yes, over dinner. Yes, please. Um, our perfect dinner. Yeah. Perfect dinner conversation. Yeah. No, after, so after I'm lying in this blood covered bed. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, really, uh, what, de- uh, what, definitely food poisoning. Yeah, it wasn't her blood. Yeah, you know? um, <laughs> no, she was just she was uh, really sick and, yeah, and in a room on her own for oh, days and days, oh and it got God. to a point where she had to like something awoke within her just saying get yourself to the hospital now and what? she got there and um yeah she had to sit on the back of someone's motorbike and she was almost falling off it was a parasite or yeah i just she just got real sick you know mm. but like see this yeah. when you say like oh when we came and seen you in los angeles we were like oh maybe uh we just we just spent all this time going through uh south america uh yeah. from town to town it was the best and then I didn't actually say that sounds like the worst. It was when I said, did you get food poisoning? You're like, I had food poisoning pretty much the whole time. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, and that's when I said, that sounds like the worst. No, I, <laughs> Going I, from I, town I, to town sounds fantastic. Yeah. A whole shit ton of food poisoning? Yeah. That no, doesn't like, sound like very much fun. It was like once a month I got shut yeah, that's down way with something. Too much. But I, and I you were out both so skinny by the time yeah. you got to oh, yeah, Los shit, Angeles. Shit, all my, shit my beer belly. <laughs> yeah. But I worked out what it was and it was handling the money and not using you hand think? sanitizer. Yeah, I think... I yeah. think that's a big one. Claire didn't get sick at all over in South America, apart from when we um we we drank like um, cocktails with ice in it yeah, in like a it. little rural town, and then um, but it was uh, but I kept getting sick all the time, and I realised that I was the one handling the money the whole time. Oh my god! And I, I think and back then it was theory. a bit before like hand sanitizer was real popular mm-hmm. and stuff, and um, yeah, like. I lost ten kilos, like straight yeah, away. Yeah, dude, you were so skinny yeah. by the time by the time you got yeah. to LA. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, so, uh, now that, I'm just trying to keep it all off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go get it. 
okay. get some food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I was just thinking, like, all these people battle with, like, Weight Watchers and stuff. <laughs> just just buy a ticket to South America. Yeah. Or, like, it's not. Or well, maybe um, just um, just get some some money from there. And yeah. Then just start handling yeah, just handle yeah. money. Yeah. Licking yeah. it. Yeah, just yeah, lick, lick some foreign chopsticks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, because when I think when you got to LA too, I just we'd just been because we saw you remember in in we were in Mexico City, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like you were on your way through, and we were in Mexico City, and then we came home, and then you worked your way up, and then and eventually you got to California. But uh, I had like just mega nasty food poisoning in in Mexico that time so the, like the idea of going somewhere where you would get more food poisoning just sounded yeah not so mm. crash Mem- remember you were doing that um, you were painting for that event for Adidas yeah. and uh-huh. like you go oh come and do a wall there and all that it's like yeah. oh yeah cool and I showed up with the paint that I had that's right and it was like it was a pretty much a, a you'd seen how I'd been living for the last yeah while. I had had like like no, no, no name cans with like a, like for a black for outline and yeah. some of the most the wateriest the water- blue roller yeah. paint uh-huh. ever it's like oh that's my fills I just have to make sure it's on a white wall and I'll be alright <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like nah man here I've got like a palette of Montana you know, yeah we have a bit yourself. of paint there <laughs> yeah, that guess you can funny. create something different when there's like yeah those sorts of limitations yeah. as well. It's been mm-hmm. so long though; I forgot how to use um, colors and spray paint. Sure? Okay, like it took me nearly a year to work to put colors together, and even now I still just do like one color fills and things like that. Yeah, it really shaped what you. It did. It really yeah. like that trip it, really shaped you as an as an like what you do. I yeah, because like, well, I remember when you got to LA and you had like the the little sketchbook that you were just showing us before. Mm. You had one of those with all the faces in it and then, then there was like lots of um, storefronts and stuff from things that you'd seen on the trip. And the buses. And yeah, stuff. and that had just come from that trip and mm. perhaps having like limited like colours, like limited markers and stuff like that. Yeah. It really yeah. like shaped the future of what 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 has become now. You. Yeah. yeah, you. Ah, thanks, guys. Um, you know, it's a new year, 2017. Well, by the time this comes out, it's like, what, two days before New Year's? Tomorrow's so New Year's. Tomorrow? Oh, is it? Tomorrow's New Year's know. Eve. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Yeah. So yeah. I don't even know, man. I've been been living in a bubble. I'm but, a um, for a change. But do you guys have any, like, um, like big plans and projects based, uh, uh, focused on for 2017? We have an exhibition that we've begun working on. So we've been working on it for, like, the last couple of months and then we're gonna um have a show in 2017 but we're just not sure where when or, or where. when well, like we're not we, we're just making the work for it and we have the um ideas of the show and then sort of like some rough ideas of the installation as well i guess what we're doing is just creating a body of work and then we're going to figure out what we want to do with it which is uh, kind of what we did for the last show that we had and it's just such a nice way to work uh, you know we want to do that again it's so refreshing not to have like yes there is a deadline but it's not a we're just kind of we're just really focusing on creating some new paintings and and kind of not experimenting so much but kind of trying to push forward with those and just and just build as many paintings as we can and then we will have a show at some point probably in Los Angeles like an, another pop-up show with 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 our manager with Roger um and then, uh, so we kind of don't really have so many plans, at least for the first half of the year, because we're just, we're going to go back and try and lock ourselves away the, uh, for as long as we can and just, and just create, as, just make as many paintings as we can. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, have you have you guys done uh, had many celebrity sightings living in LA? <laughs> Dude, we see so many. We yeah. see heaps of celebrities. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what's funny? I I reckon I dig it every time. Like I never get sick of it. You know, I'll never get tired of it. Mm. You had right before we came here. She had a pretty rad one. I, I think that was a pretty good one. I wasn't there. Yeah, it was. Um, it's pretty funny. I was just with our dog. And, um, we have a new dog. He's yeah. just like a puppy. He's too. a little puppy. And he gets like a little bit um, scared when he meets new people and he barks a lot. Pretty so, much always. A, a yeah. male, any male he meets in the street or if they come to our house, he'll bark at them quite yeah, a, quite especially a bit. males he gets a yeah. bit scared and he barks. And um, I was taking him for a walk and I went to get a coffee before I took him for a walk at this park that's near our place and um so I pulled into the parking lot and I um I I was going to get I was going to Starbucks and I at the front of Starbucks I um spotted John Voigt and I was like oh that's so cool and um I'm like oh that's such a bummer that Darren's not here with me but anyway me and Cosmo walked towards Starbucks and then um John Voigt and his friend who he was with started talking to me about how amazing um, my dog is and um, then they offered to look after him while I went into the to go get a coffee and I was so I was starstruck and so I didn't really <laughs> think oh yeah Cosmo hates meeting people and so I said that would be fantastic and I left um, Cosmo with them and then I walked into order my coffee and I thought well, what the hell did I just do like why did I leave him with them he's going to be barking at them and um I ordered my coffee and I look out I look outside and um he's John Voigt's friend was feeding Cosmo ice cream off of his spoon <laughs> and um I'm like okay cool he seems pretty happy and I got my coffee and I went out there and um John Voigt said I'm going to get a dog just like this for me and my wife and I was like oh, that's really cool and then, um, <laughs> and then he they were talking to me for a little bit and it was a bit hard to get away actually Actually, and then um, when I got home after I took him for a walk, I told I told him and I um, said I'm so sorry, but this happened to me when I was out because we we're always together. So it was quite, kind of weird that it happened to like yeah. such a cool celebrity spotting happened to me by myself. Well, with Cosmo. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you guys do something with Kobe Bryant as well? Yeah, recently we we did, we did a project, well, uh, just a kind of thing with um, Nike where we met Kobe Bryant and then had to. It was like a weird thing. We like met. It was like us and this and a, and a and a couple other people, and we went and met Kobe Bryant, and we chatted with him for a little bit, and then we like went and made a painting from for that Nike conversation. from that conversation. Oh. Yeah. It was pretty weird actually. Mm. Yeah. You're more stoked on John Voight. Oh yeah. yeah. Well. The meeting Kobe Bryant was, was really cool nice. Too. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he was, was a very cool nice guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, I think it was just that that was planned, and then meeting John Voigt that was super random, mm. and it kind of took me by surprise. Mm. I saw um, Harold from Neighbours in Bunnings. <laughs> Did you really? He was wearing double denim as well. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, See, that's awesome. Did you even get a photo with him? Nah, nah, I'm not really. I, I find it hard to approach people. Well, I got that's, shut. I got that's shut, the Australian way. I got shut down once, and I've um, and I've lost my nerve. No shit. Yeah. What happened? Oh, I asked for a photo with um with someone, and they they told me to fuck off, more or less. Oh. No yeah. way. Not so. Not like it wasn't like fuck off, but they just made me feel like a fool. They're like, yeah. man, I'm not down with that shit. Right. It's like, oh, all right, whatever. But um, I, yeah. I feel like Australians generally are more low key. Yeah. When it comes to things like yeah. that too, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's a celebrity. Mm. I'm just going to act like they don't yeah. exist or whatever. You're like, yeah. whereas uh, definitely Americans have no, like, 
They're fine to be like, wow, you're John Voight, you're the best, I love you so much, aren't you? Like, whereas Australians like, oh, you're John Voight, I didn't notice. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, pretty cool, maybe. pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I think I've seen you in a movie. Oh, that's pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah. Like, they're kind of like more low key like that, they like play it cool. Yeah. But Harold, how can you play it cool with Harold? I know, I know. I saw, um, I was at, there was an auction on down the road from my house the other day as well, and I went down just to see what the house prices are doing. See how many investments going and all that. <laughs> and um, yeah, they uh, and uh, I'll stand there next to Husey. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and he started talking to me. Hmm. Yeah, he's talking. He goes, oh, so how much do you think this is going to go for and all this sort really? of stuff? Really? Nice. And yeah, and then I um, and he he goes, oh, do you live around here? I said, oh, I just live around the corner. He goes, oh, do you own your place? And I said, yeah, yeah. And he goes, he starts going, how much do you pay for it? When do you buy what? it? Fuck <laughs> off, dude. You nosy <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Use it. None of your business. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll wrap this up. I know I said that about 10 minutes ago. But, um, like, uh, where's the best place for people to see your work online? Um, I reckon on our website's the best place to see our work. Yeah. yeah. It's, a good, it's a good selection you've got there on your website. I think so, yeah. yeah, I, li- I, yeah. I like... That's why I think it's the best place, because I think it's curated by... You know, like, it's, it's what we feel is our strongest things. That's why they're there. So, dabsmiler.com. Yep. And uh, if people want to follow you on Instagram? It's the same. I think it's just dabsmiler. Yep. No worries. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, taking the time to sit down. It's been a really good catch-up. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Let's no. uh, take this party let's put to some, dinner. Let's put some food in our belly. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty hungry, actually. Cool. All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guests, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also, follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.